welcome into our home. Welcome everybody that's online. Um, welcome. Let's go. Rock mission. The mission of the rock or the revolution of the church is to provide leadership and speeder and spiritual guidance to a body of people dedicated to character, courage, and commitment through a connection with God. We seek to throw down the fear, doubt, and shame that our people have experienced as African Americans and people of color in the eyes of oppression. We seek to uplift, encourage, and provide a basis to rebuild self, family, community, our nation, and the world. Rock vision to create an unprecedented opportunity for people to connect with, grow with, and experience God on a personal, communal nation, and eventually global level. We seek to break down the old barriers, caste systems, and financial divisions that have created false senses of superiority. We seek to spread the message of God as it was when God gave our ancestors great news. We believe that this will, will liberate all those still in the bondage of their minds and spiritual chains. Welcome. We would like to welcome you to the Rock Church. The Rock Church stands again for revolution of church, where we pray that God resurrect, change, and evolve your mind to a higher place to seek your purpose. We accept all those open to worship and pray with us and serve God. We are a Bible-based belief circle, but we know that the Bible is only the basis. We encourage each of you to create a relationship with God, therefore experience God on a personal, unique level in your life. You are welcome to our family. Ashe, well then it is so. History, sure. okay. history of Rock. The Rock Church was founded in 2019 on the principles and scriptural reference of Jesus speaking to the disciple Peter. His name also translated to mean Rock. Jesus entered into Caesarea Philippi and was teaching about the identity of God and the triad of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But specifically on his part of Son, Jesus deemed that one Simon Barjona had been given a holy revelation of who Jesus was, and that is the Son of the living God. We as children of God use this as a basis to build relationship and religion or our practices of faith over our lifetimes. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus declares boldly that upon this rock, meaning the word of God in him, will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. In verse 19, Jesus goes on to declare, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This gives us the courage to go out and operate in strength and confidence that God is both our shield and sword. Ashe, we're doing this so. Ashe. Fantastic. All right, Morgan, John 3.16. God's only begotten Son. God's only begotten Son that whosoever believes in God should not perish but have everlasting life. Alright. I'll show you put your feet down. Go ahead, El. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, NLT version. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Romans 10, 9, and 10. Ashe, uh, y'all, we thank everybody once again for joining us online and for joining us wherever you are and just listening in. We thank God for you. We are getting started a little late, so we apologize about that, but I believe that God's timing is perfect. So this is the perfect time to go ahead and get started, get done what we need to do, and really just get into the Word, okay? Trying to get on another platform here so that we could have everybody together. So, like I said, now is the perfect time for this message because I believe that God has been preparing a place or a table, a place at the table for us where we were previously denied or told that we don't belong. For the past couple of weeks, I know that I'm not the only one, but I felt stuck, stuck in the fact that I could not continue my life as I previously been doing. I had tried to fix, fix things with my own hands and have failed miserably. Let me say that again. I tried to go left and it didn't work. I tried to go right and it didn't work. I called this person or that person and began to let them know the situation and they couldn't help me. I was literally stuck or trapped in my thoughts. I was in the sunken place, if you will. I didn't even have a message to encourage myself. But somewhere in the middle of being hurt, confused, in pain, God showed up like God has done so many times before and caused peace in the middle of my storm. I don't know about you, but I thank God for a mother that taught me to repeat the word of God to myself and hide God's word in my heart so that there is something that I could go to when I can't turn to anyone else. I know that I have a witness today that when you get stuck somewhere in the middle of those 66 books that we call the Bible is the word. One that is perfect for your situation and one that will cause demons to flee and circumstances to be changed and the dead to be lifted, the lame to walk again, the blind to see, the deaf to hear, and the mute to talk. Have I got a witness that believes that we serve a rock of ages? So church, I was stuck waddling in my own filth and pity party drinking myself into a coma and never once realizing that I was exactly where God had wanted me to be. Not drinking, but stuck or in the place where only God could save or remove those things that were hindering me. I, at some point, put down the bottle and began to pray and open myself up to the will of God. I said, Lord, I'm ready to do whatever you ask me. And I heard one word, and that is, wait. Let us pray. God, maker of heaven and earth, we bow these ashes in time to you, resubmitting those gifts that you have given us for this brief period of time that we call life. We give you glory, honor, and praise for waking us up this morning, giving us life, and putting a branding purpose, promise, and plan in our lives. We thank you for traveling mercies and grace. But most of all, God, we thank you for a message in the middle of our mess. 
We declare that everything that you have for us, that we will receive and more. God, enlarge our territories and give us the wisdom and prudence to maintain and excel. God, cover our children from the top of their head to the sole of their feet and let no hurt, harm, or danger come to them. We cancel every weapon that is being formed against them and we declare that none of them shall prosper. We stand on the promises that you've given our forefathers and mothers before we were born. Give us the patience to understand that everything that you are doing is for our good and so that you will get the ultimate glory, honor, and praise. We declare that sickness, disease, and all manner of ailments healed right now under the authority of Christ that you've given us as children of God. We pray for a fresh anointing and that the scripture be daily bread and nourishment for our souls. In God's name we pray, Ashe, and Ashe. Well, then it is so. Our scripture today comes from the 40th chapter of Isaiah, verses 1 through 10. That's Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 10. Isaiah chapter 40, 1 through 10. When you have it, say Ashe. Please stand for the reading and the reverence of God's word. This morning I'm reading out of the King James Version. That's Isaiah chapter 40 verses 1 through 10. And the text reads thus, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness Prepare ye the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall be made level. And the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all the people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Verse 6 says, a voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass. And all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers. And the flowers fall, but the word of our God 
endures forever. Verse 9 says this. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Verse 10 wraps it up like this. See, the sovereign Lord comes with the power and God rules with a mighty arm. See, God's reward is with God and God's recompense accompanies God. The word of God for the people of God. Everybody say praise be to God. Praise be to God. You may be seated in the presence of God. I like to use for a title today, what to do when you get stuck. Mm. What to do when you get stuck. I said again, what to do when you get stuck. Now, as previously mentioned, for the past weeks, I've been in a place where my health wasn't the best. I wasn't taking care of a good care of myself. I wasn't handling things, all the business that needed to be handled as far as business and family. Joel, go go get his uh, pacifier. Oh, you got it? So what? I had sunk to a place where I could not even pull myself out of and my wife and family members, although they tried, could not put Humpty together again. I was stuck. Family, I want to be transparent and honest about what I did to get there and what I did to get out so that maybe someone who is listening and experiencing some of these same symptoms can use this methodology to get themselves unstuck. In other words, if you're unable to go any further, I would like to suggest to you Isaiah 40 as a reference point to begin to understand not only where you are, but what to do. Here in Isaiah chapter 40, the text opens up by declaring comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Now this is a strange way to begin a text or story, so I must go back to chapter 13. Pause. Isn't it amazing how God will tailor a text to your situation and age? I believe that it's not a coincidence or a haphazard happening that I'm 39 and I will be 40 in July. And this message came right to me. So I want you to just indulge, if you will, in the revelation that I've had with this scripture. You see, my encounter with the word in this season is of a personal effect because I'm literally living the word of God through time's lenses. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. Here 
In Isaiah chapter 39, it begins with the story of Marduk Balagan, king of Babylon, sending Hezekiah letters and gifts because of his illness and recovery. Joel L. Joseph MPA was back and forth between the ER and ambulances because of my illness of alcoholism, high blood pressure, and stress. Under doctor's orders, now to continue my recovery by taking medicine, reducing stress, changing my diet, and exercising to begin taking care of the gift which God gave me to speak and teach. You see, Isaiah here is questioning how Hezekiah could receive these envoys or those sent on a message or mission in the interest of the king and show them all that he had, knowing that those same folks might come back and rob him and leave him with nothing. Chapter 39, verse 8 records Hezekiah's response. For he thought, there will be peace and security in my lifetime. Hmm. Isaiah had just delivered a devastating prophecy to Hezekiah about the things that he had amassed and built and the hard work that he had placed forward. But what Isaiah didn't understand is, as Hezekiah's name suggests, God is my strength. His paradigm shifted from worrying about worldly things, wealth, or those things that we can't take with us to the grave. It shifted to us getting our affairs in order or Hezekiah getting his soul in order. Y'all don't know when to shout. When you find yourself stuck in the midnight hour or in a situation beyond your control, when you mentally or physically can't go any further, God is calling you to do three simple things. Number one, Wait. The Hebrew word for wait is kava. Somebody say kava. Kava. Say kava. Kava. Now, this waiting is tying into patience, faith, and eagerly expecting God to do exactly what God said that God would do. Here, we're not standing by idly, but in acting our faith and entering into the problem or our circumstance with the mindset that we know the ultimate problem solver and God is on God's way to show up and show out. But watch this. God had to place some things around Hezekiah, around Joel, around you, so that we would have no other choice but to stand still and wait for God. There are some parents in the audience that can testify. And you told your child to wait for you in a certain place and they moved. So when you came back, you had to spend unnecessary time finding them instead of just going on to the next thing. I want to declare today that God right now is looking for some folks to patiently wait in the spot that God called us to be in order to be a part of God giving you double for your trouble. 
<laughs> I have this party all by myself if I have to. We have been in a space spiritually constipated or stuck or with the word stuck in us. And right now, God is releasing you to go out and be on fire and tell the great news of the gospel. <laughs> but my God, before our release, we have to go through some things that are preparing us for the next level so that we are able to sustain and move higher. Somebody say, wait. Wait. I don't want to prolong this message, but for me, right now, God is in the groove saying, see, this is the reason that I couldn't release you with everyone else. I had to hold you back to hold back some things that you weren't quite ready for. Mm. You've been praying for that thing and waiting, but it wasn't time yet. The world wasn't ready for it yet. I have this perfect timing and will, and I'm working for you. And if you just trust me and believe and wait, and while you're waiting, pray and study and prepare for the next level, I'll do it. I've given you a vision, a word, a commandment, and I'm going to bring it to full fruition for my glory, not yours. Mm. Woo. Ouch. Ooh-wee. Oh, no. You mean, God, I have to wait and go through because of the fact that it's you getting the glory and not me, God. That's why we pray, let thy will be done yeah. and not my will. I was stuck, literally, running around in circles. And God was calling me just to wait. God allows us the freedom of choice to do what we want. But there are consequences, good or bad, to the choices that we make. Number one, wait. The importance of waiting cannot be overstated or undervalued because God is outside of time looking in and causing things to work according to God's purpose and plan. Wait. Number two, pray. Hmm. Oh, what a mighty God we serve that has opened a direct line of communication through the sacrifice of Jesus so that we don't have to wait on a priest or a beast to kill or offer up. But all we have to do is just simply close our eyes right where we are and talk to God. Ephesians 6, 18 in the New International Ver Version commands us to pray with all types of prayer and perseverance and supplication and all and on all occasions for God's people, including ourselves. So when things are good or things are bad, we need to pray. Mm -hmm. James 5.16 says this, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. Mm -hmm. The effectual, the effectual, fervent 
prayers of a righteous person availeth much. And I keep saying that righteous is in the eyes of God. So the fact that I keep messing up has nothing to do with the fact that God still calls me free. Pray or palau in Hebrew, say palau, means to intervene, to interpose, to make one's cause known. Watch this, self-worship or meditation. My God, when I pray, mountains move. They have to move. Storms have to cease. I'm losing comfort, healing, and liberty. I'm binding racism, oppression, murder, rape, and causing chaos and calamity to be held captive. But in order to inherit this power of prayer and faith, I have to wait. Understanding that God is allowing things both dark and light good and bad to happen so that balance and peace may be restored. This pandemic has claimed over 555,000 lives of people in America. And I couldn't understand why God would allow it to be or allow Trump to be in office or for Dante Wright to be murdered. But God is getting ready to reorganize, to change and to shift things so dramatically that our faith had to be tested in a way that was unprecedented in our lives and in the lives of our parents or any person that we knew. I was stuck not understanding. But this morning, around 8 a.m., God says to me that you were not stuck. You were waiting for the change to come. You were waiting for the change to come. I could hear God say, I'm a God who wastes nothing. No experience or life happenings. I use everything to create a masterpiece. Number one, wait. Number two, pray. Number three, study and prepare. Ephesians 6.15 says when we study and prepare as a part of being armed for battle, it creates a readiness from the gospel of peace. Mm. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord because I knew that I would find peace. I've had a hell of a week, but now through studying and preparation, bless you. I understand that this battle is not mine. And I have a fighter on my side who has never lost a battle or never lost a patient under God's care. I might have been drugged through this week, but my God is stronger and will lift up a standard against those who come against me. It might not happen in my time, but in God's time. Somebody under the sound of my voice is at the end of the rope. Well, baby, I come to tell you, tie a knot and hang on. Because God is not through with you yet. Yeah, I know what the situation looks like. But the fact that you woke up this morning and had breath in your lungs is God literally saying, press on, my child. A new season, a new day, a fresh anointing 
is coming my way. But I must study and prepare so I know when to just be still and when to wait. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31 says this. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. God understanding is one that no one can fathom. God gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. The Bible says this in verse 30, even youths or those young people grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But 31 says this, those who hope or wait on the Lord. I hear you talking, baby. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Those who have faith in God will renew their strength. They will soar on, e on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Huh. I was stuck in all my way to giving up, but God caught me and called me to deliver this message this morning to those that are going through. I'm not done with you yet. Your story still goes on after today. After the traumatic experiences that you've experienced and endured. I need you to wait. I'm coming through. I need you to wait. I have double for your trouble. I need you to wait. This is what you do when you're stuck. This is what you do when you don't know what to do. This is what you do when there is no hope around. You wait, you pray, you study, and you prepare. Because that next level is coming, baby. But you have to be patient. You have to engage your faith and begin to understand that the God that brought me to this is going to bring me through this. Yes. The God that kept me up in the midnight hour crying. The God that took away my parents, my sisters, my auntie, still has something yet for me to do on this earth. I must wait. To find out and see what the end will be. If you're listening to this message. And you're stuck today. I don't want you to go anywhere else. Not knowing the gospel of Jesus. And that is forgiveness is available. Healing is available. Abundant life is available. And you have access to this through a relationship with Jesus. How does one build a relationship with Jesus or God? The answer is simple. We have to communicate, read, pray, and seek to understand God's purpose for us on this earth. As mentioned earlier, 
The Bible is just the basis. It's levels to this. And all of us fall short daily, but consistently and constantly seeking the face of God and not the hand of God is how we get there. I need y'all to focus. Whatever someone did to you or said to you before this point doesn't matter. The prognosis or prescription they gave you before is now invalid because Jesus, the healer, has stepped in and declared that you are God's child and therefore entitled to the benefits that God has designed for your life. If you're out there lost or wondering what this relationship or revolution is, I want to pray with you. Even if you've experienced church hurt or being blackballed, I want to pray with you. Or even if you say, Joel, I don't believe in God. Or whatever your situation may be, I want to pray with you. And if you're led to do so, repeat this prayer after me. Say, God, God I want to ask you, I want to, ask you to, come into my heart right now. to come into my heart right now. God, change me. God, change me. Mold me. Mold me. Transform me. Transform me. Most of all, most of all, I'm asking for forgiveness. I'm asking for forgiveness and a new life. And a new life. God help me. God help me to stay rooted. To stay rooted and grounded. And grounded in your word. In your word. And those things. And those things that you have for me. That you have for me. God, I believe. God, I believe that Jesus bled. That Jesus bled. Died. Died and rose. And rose. For my, sins. for my sins. I believe that you, I believe that you have, now have now given me the power, given me the power to, live to live more abundantly. More abundantly. I, pray I pray that you develop me, that you develop me and help me, and help me to, unite with those to unite with those bound by the same purpose. Bound by the same purpose. Help, me help me to overcome Overcome temptation, temptation and be liberated, and be liberated by, truth. by truth. In God's name I pray. In God's name I pray. Ashe. 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 And Ashe. And With that prayer and faith, today you've been redeemed and made whole in, eye, in the eyes of God. Rejoice. Let us end with this corporate prayer. Everybody under the sound of my voice. I want you to touch and agree with someone else. Or even just raise your hand if you're by yourself. Please close your eyes and bow your heads to focus and show reverence. God, we don't declare that we have all the answers. And there are so, still so many out there hurting and still being murdered. But we can stand firm on the fact that your word has not come back void in 2021 years. So it won't start now. We pray for the families dealing with the murders of loved ones by the hand of police or government. We thank you for the comfort of the Holy Ghost and the love of our brothers and sisters on social networks and offline. We look forward to the dawn of a new day that you've provided us through faith. We declare peace in our homes, our minds, our spirits, and in our country. God, we no longer fear death. 
For in accepting you as our Savior, we have shed the unknown fear of death and rose with all power. We have gathered in this place to commit to change the realignment, recommitment, and reassertion of ourselves back into the communities of our family members and friends. We lose financial knowledge, wealth, and responsibility to reinvest. We bind ignorance, racism, death, and violence from police or our own brothers or sisters. We release healing of hurt families, lost fathers and mothers and sisters and aunts and cousins during this COVID-19 virus. We bind this pandemic and the chaos caused through you, God, the source of our strength and redeemer. In God's name we pray, Ashe, Ashe, and Ashe. Well, then it is so. Connect with us and join us for more inspiration. If you need prayer, join us. We work with counselors and have other resources to help you get through. I love you and I speak health, life, and greatness into your future. Have a phenomenal week, family.